Okay, people, so a slight issue with the size. So we're doing another two-parter. All right, you will get our, you know, TV and Audible review and the end in uh, part B. So go check that out now. All right, enjoy. Okay, so I've seen this... <sighs> this talk of um, Timnit Gebru, right? The ex-Google employee who, you know, was she sacked? Did she resign? You know, it's all about AI, institutional racism. I, you know, like, the information I've seen, it really feels like... There is more shit happening, right? There, there is more happening that we're not being told. Like the BBC published an interview, but and what makes no sense, right? They're like, um, oh, their exact words. Um, the following interview has been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm just like, don't edit the fucking piece. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, what I would say, you can put a section with highlights of the piece, but put the full fucking thing there. Right? Put the whole interview up. Or have it, you can read the full piece here. On a separate page, click through, and you can read the whole piece. Because, yeah, it's weird. Right? And especially the questions asked... Are leading <laughs> You know what I mean it's, it's just like when you look at The interview they have put It's terrible It is a terrible interview You know Like listen If I did this interview I'm not putting that shit out there I wouldn't even ask those fucking questions The questions are leading You don't do it like that it's insane. And if you're asking certain things, you need to fucking follow them up. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. Really makes no sense. Right? Um, yeah, I've got issues with all of this. Because here's the thing. There is definitely, definitely racial shit going down in some organizations. I, I have worked in many racist organizations, you know, with institutional racism, I've worked in those spots, you know, because you get hit with it straight away, but here's the thing, I call it out at every fucking step, every step, I ain't making it comfortable for a motherfucker, why am I keeping my mouth shut, you feel me, you know what I mean, shit, it's insane, right, so, you know what I mean, it, 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 it's like, I wonder about a lot of this, you know, in the part with, it's just like, look, now, you can say, if you work there, oh, I feel Google is, but then to say, oh, I feel every single tech firm is, like, I need examples, Right, I, I feel you need to say, there's a lot of stuff that's said that 
isn't here, right? You then get into Google. <laughs> you get into Google, right? And you got Sandar Pichi. I don't know how you say his name. I'm saying I feel it's that, right? Their uh, chief executive, and his mem his memo is just bullshit. You know, his memo is straight up bullshit, right? When you write, um, well, hi everyone. One of the things I've been most proud of this year is how Googlers from across the company have come together to address our racial equality commitments. It's hard important work and while we're steadfast in our commitment to do better we have a lot to learn and improve an important piece of this is learning from our experiences like the departure of dr timit gibru i've heard the reaction to dr gibru's departure loud and clear it sealed it seeded doubts and led some in our community to question their place at Google. I want to say how sorry I am for that. And I accept the responsibility of working to restore your trust. First, we need to assess the circumstances that led up to Dr. Gibru's departure examining where we could have improved and led a more respectful process. We will begin a review of what happened to identify all the points where we can learn, considering everything from de-escalation strategies to new processes we can put in place. Jeff and I have spoken and are fully committed to doing this. One of the best aspects of Google's engineering culture is our sincere desire to understand where things go wrong and how we can improve. Second, we need to accept responsibility for the fact that a prominent black female leader with immense talent left Google unhappily. This loss has had a ripple effect through some of our least represented communities who saw themselves and some of their experiences reflected in Dr. Gibru's. It was also keenly felt because Dr. Gibru is an expert in an important area of AI ethics that we must continue to make progress on. Progress that depends on our ability to ask ourselves challenging questions. It's incredibly important to me that our black women and unrepresented Googlers, I'm just like, what? come on, man, know what, the, what, know that we value you and you do belong at Google. And the burden of pushing us to do better should not fall on your shoulders. We started a conversation together earlier this year when we announced a broad set of racial equality commitments to take a fresh look at all our systems from hiring and leveling to promotion and retention and to address the need for leadership accountability across all these steps. The events of the last week are painful but important reminder of the progress we still need to make. This is a top priority for me and Google and leads um, and all I want to reconnect 
translating the energy that we've seen this year into real change as we move forward into 2021 and beyond. Sunder. I'm just like, that's some foo-foo bullshit. You know what I mean? Because, like, there's not, it's not an apology. <laughs> like, it, it's one of those ones you'd be like, hey, you've upset me. And it's like, I'm sorry you feel upset. You know what I mean? It's not an apology. I, it, it's, it's a fluff piece, right? It's a fluff piece hiding the fact that you do not give a fuck. There are so many contradictions here. It is crazy. Because it's just like, oh, I'm sad she left. Right? We need to do better. But it's just like, oh, we're going to try and bring her back. Right? She shouldn't have left. We're very upset that she left and she left unhappily. So we're going to do our best to bring her back. You know what I mean? That would be the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be the thing. And all of this, oh, yeah, it's really sad. You know, we need to protect our black women, unrepresented people. And you're like, but you're not saying that, right? And then it's just like, oh, early in the year, we recognized that, um, you know, we, we need to do better on racial equality commitments, <laughs> like hiring and leveling to promotion and retention Well, this incident pretty much laughs in the face of all of that Right, so this thing <laughs> that he decided to send out It is duct tape That's what that is, right It is it, it, some straight up bullshit but then there's other things, you know, like he's saying that she left out, you know, information from the research paper, right? But what? Right? So this is the thing that always makes me laugh, right? When people will be like, oh, well, you didn't do this or, oh, they didn't pay me what I wanted. I mean, like, state, state the facts, you know, state the thing that you wanted, State the thing that was not clear The thing that was left out There's, Yeah, it, it's not stated Right? That's the thing Now, it's it's an interesting thing, right? Because in some places there's certain policies You know, you you can't publish certain things You can't have your name on certain things You know, there's all of that So is there this thing in place? Right? Is there this thing in place in Google? Like, what's going on here? You know, it is weird. Now, also, what are the things about the AI that, um, you know, have the racial undertones? Because, listen, there's, like, look, there's stuff that you kind of hear about, like, um... Oh gosh, there was that thing I forget the friggin' organisation And I think there was some stuff, Technology that was rolled out in airports That um, Yeah, so I remember hearing a thing About one organisation They put some AI In, you know uh, But it meant lifts weren't opening For 
for black people, which was just like, what? And I remember it was so insane because the get around was that they then employed extra white people to shadow the black people. So when they needed to use, you know, lifts and doors, the white person was there to open them. Which is just like, what? This ain't helping shit. God damn, this is fucked up. And I, I think there was something about cameras in airports and they weren't picking up black people, right? So I feel that's AI, right? I feel that technology, you know, that whole thing was underpinned with AI. So is that what Gibru is talking about? Right, but yeah, none of it is clear. But what is clear, there is a lot of shit that isn't being said. Like, they're saying that they didn't sack her, she's saying that they did sack her. So, what the fuck happened? Right, someone should, someone needs to just come out and say, okay, so this is what happened. Do you know what I mean? Because look, I've I've seen organisations, you know what I mean? There's plenty of times when, you know, they will basically, you know, sit you in a room and going, um, yeah, we are not renewing your contract. So, you can either leave now, right, and we will give you this deal, or you leave at this point and you get nothing. And there'll be no reference, there'll be no blah, 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 there'll be blah, blah, blah. So the only thing that you can really do is resign, right? Because you need the reference. Yeah, and the reference is always worked out at that point. You know what I mean? Is it is it's not like oh there will be a you know you let them write the reference. No, the reference is worked out. So it's on file. You've probably written it. They've signed it off, right? And that's the reference that then will go to other places. You know, so what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, this is, it's weird. It's weird. But then, as I said, look, to say every firm is racist, that's a bit weird too, right? That's. That's messy, you know. I and I'd also want to know, right? Because you know, she was the co-lead of their ethical AI division, so that's a high position that she got to, right? Now, I I have been, yeah, I've been held back. I mean, there's been plenty of times when I should have got certain promotions, didn't happen. And then the reasons that you're given are straight up bullshit. You know, like pay rises, you should have got. And the reasons are straight up bullshit. But the thing is, I didn't stick around. Right, you, you understand at that point, oh... This is how this is going to be Right And You're going to fuck me 
So I'm going to go. So how did she get to that position? And how is it she stayed in the organization for so long? Right, so these are things that, you know, I would want to know. And I would be fucking asking if I was doing a motherfucking interview. BBC, you fucking dropped the ball. You fucking idiots, man. Like, what? Oh, it is a joke, people. This this piece is a joke. You know what? I'm going to put a link to it. I don't usually link to the stories. But I'm going to put a link to the story. Um, Yeah. So you can look at it because I I feel, I, yeah I feel it says nothing. I feel the, the the whole interview says nothing. Now her responses they 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 say stuff, right? But you you have to kind of question those responses because definitely heated. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong I've said shit in heated moments <laughs> I've said a lot of shit in heated moments Now, I, you know what I mean? It's all been true <laughs> But, right? You know, you could have finessed it a little bit better Right? So, um, yeah It's an odd situation And I definitely believe there is more here definitely believe there is more here now a lot of people have signed you know this petition to see the about the paper and all of this but again i don't really i don't trust that either now i'm not saying all these people didn't sign it but here's the thing in this weird woke bullshit of a, you know, climate that we are in, people will sign anything if they think, oh, this makes me look good. You know what I mean? And it's easy to sign something, but are you standing on the front line? Are you going to, um, yeah, are you going to walk into the boardroom and demand the truth? Right? So these are the things. Signing something means nothing. There's a lot of people that will sign something but won't have your back. You know what I mean? Who definitely will not have your back when the shit goes down. So I don't really care about this supposed, you know, four and a half thousand signatures. Because, yeah, it doesn't really tell you a lot. <laughs> doesn't tell you a lot at all. But, um, yeah, I do, I do hope. That someone does, you know, really do something on this. You know, does have a, a proper fucking conversation. But, um, yeah, I feel that we're going to have to wait for that. Because I have not seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. It's weird. It's all fucking weird. And this whole separation as well. Right? There's... Yeah, you know, Gibru, she's a black woman. But the way everything's moved is like black, comma, woman, comma. But even just like, what the fuck are you talking? You know what I mean? Stop 
acting like fools and talk about the situation as it is. You know what I mean? This is all crazy, people. This is all crazy. It, it, it blows my mind. I remember being, I was in um, my workplace when Obama got elected, right? And some idiot, some fucking idiot turned around and was like, man, I'm so glad racism doesn't exist anymore. They're like, shut the fuck up. Idiot. You know what I mean? Right? So people thought that was going to really change things. People thought George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know, Ambri Aubrey was going to, that was all going to change shit. No. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more to change just the climate, right? Change what's actually happening. I don't know people I have no fucking clue Right Because Yeah people don't want to actually talk about what the issues are That's the real problem You know It's the real fucking problem people Okay people On Chin Check this week We will be looking ahead To the final card Of the year for the UFC And as well, <laughs> we'll be taking another look at uh, Chael Sonnen's Submission Underground, which takes place on Sunday, the 19th event. Um, so, yeah, people, tune in, check it out. Hey, then go chill with your people, you know what I mean? Leave a comment, rate, all that good stuff, people, you know what I mean? Do a solid. You feel me? But before you do do that, get on with the rest of this episode, okay? Alright, good stuff. Okay, so this week, I finally decided to um, give ballers a go. You know, I'd had a lot of people tell me, ah, oh, it's great, it's good. You know, there's always hearing stuff about it. And it'd been sitting in my list. You know, now TV for a long ass time. You know, there's half an hour episodes. So I was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. I will give it a shot. Right? So it's, a, you know, a series that was created by Stephen Levinson. It, uh, yeah, it's got pretty talented cast, you know what I mean, the pilot episode was directed by Peter Berg, right, um, Levinson, he, he wrote, I believe, probably most of the first season, I think Rashad Mendenhall wrote some episodes as well, um, maybe Steve Charlotte too, you know, but, um, yeah, the, uh, there's just a load of people involved in this show, man. It's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, just a few. Like, obviously, the main star, I think he's a producer on it as well, is Dwayne Johnson. 
otherwise known as if you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> but yeah, you got Dwayne Johnson. We've as um Spencer Strassmore. You've got John David Washington as a Ricky Jarrett. Uh, Donovan W. Carter as Vernon Littlefield. Troy Garrity as Jason Anatolity. Omar Benson Miller as Charles Green. Rob Cordry as Joe Crettle. London Brown as Reggie. Jasmine Simon as Julie Green. That's obviously Charles's wife. You know, Richard Schrift, isn't it? Which, yeah, that surprised me. You know, especially as I'd just seen him in, um... God damn it, what did I just see him in? I saw him in something good. Mank. No, it wasn't Mank. Huh. It was something good, and it was something surprising. I remember when he turned on, I was like, Oh, I didn't know you were in this. But yeah. I can't remember what it was, people. Anyway, he's in it as Mr. Anderson, who's a Spencer and Joe's boss. We got Jewel Hill as Larry Syriot. And, yeah, uh, a bunch of other people. You know what I mean? A bunch of other people. So, the gist of the show. Well, hmm... How best to describe? Well, let's just say it follows Spencer Strassmore, you know, The Rock's character. He's a retired NFL player who must navigate his new career of choice as the financial manager of other NFL players. Okay. So, yeah, we're going through him and then just some of the other players past and present as they're just trying to navigate careers and lives right so that's the uh, that's the gist of it so um season season one i think it's 10 it's 10 episodes yeah 10 episodes and as i said look they're not they're not long right they're, they're between 25 30 minutes you know so yeah that that's pretty much it so um Yes, you know, as I said, look, it's following all of these people, and the, I think one of the, uh, I don't even know if you should, you'd even call it the underlining story plot, Uh, there's a few things going on, right, so, yeah, you've got Spencer, he's, he's retired, he's in financial management now, Charles, he's, He's retired, right? So he's depressed at not playing. And, he, you know, his wife, Judy, she's just like, ah, oh, you need to get a job. You need to focus. So he starts working at a, a dealership. Meanwhile, their uh, friend, Ricky Jarrett, he's, um, he's got himself involved in a situation. You know what I mean? He's got a girlfriend. But, yeah. He decides to um, get with a groupie in a nightclub, in a toilet. Some guy starts to, um, you know, 
complained to him and he then beats up that guy it's videotaped so it's out there you know it's problems so he's got problems from his team and his girl <laughs> although she does give him a lot of leeway but um yeah he gets cut by his team the green bay packers and so you know it kind of starts out with spencer trying to help him get a new job and everything like that so we got all of this stuff going down right and um yeah another kind of thing that's kind of throughout is spencer is addicted to pain pills right but it's not really addressed you know we just see him throwing his pills down his throat all the time and it's an odd one right i don't know it's it's kind of fun you know as a show but it's like there's all this stuff going down and nothing is ever really really kind of gone into you know what i mean like there's just all these weird things going down but yeah it, it, it we don't really drill into anything you know it's just these minor kind of mishaps right so we got um this this guy who they sign called vernon right and they they keep on going oh vernon's a nice guy vernon's real sweet vernon's lovely vernon's this boo, boo, boo. but I don't know, it's a weird one, because they seem to want to play sweet and nice more as a bit wet and a bit of an arsehole. You know, because he doesn't commit to anything, right? We don't have him really committing to people, and it's just like, it's that guy that wants to be liked by everyone, you know? And it's just like, look, you're not dumb, but you're letting these people mug you off all the time. It's a weird one because, you know, they haven't really filled out the character properly. You know? So, yeah, it's this weird thing. And then his friend, it, it keeps him just doing these stupid-ass things, which, obviously, it's going to get everyone in trouble. You know, there's this blackmailing subplot, which... It, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? That the whole thing of it makes no sense. Because, I don't know, you'll, you'll have to check it out to kind of see. Because, you know, I, I don't want to say too much. But, yeah, it's a weird storyline. And this is the thing, right? You have these storylines that you think, oh, well, this could be, this could go somewhere. They end up not really being this complex thing that you think it might be. And then they get resolved pretty quickly. Like the whole blackmailing thing got resolved pretty quickly. And in a way that you're just like, wait, that's it? What, that, that's all you're doing? <laughs> really? What the fuck? You know? It's just like, after everything that's happened, the way it is concluded is just, 
Ugh. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was just a bit ludicrous, man. Uh, and, and they tapped this thing on the end to it, which was about, um, I don't know, one of Vernon's friends and the blackmailer. And it, it was just all a bit like, what? Huh? Well, yeah, that's weird. You know, just everything involved with that whole plot. Yeah, it didn't make, because there was connections to Spencer, and it, it was just all a bit, yeah, this is dumb, man. This is straight up dumb. Yo, know, so that was weird. Right, so, listen, there's a thing that's going on in this show that, uh, I find it a bit irritating, you know, and... Alright, you have to hit bear with me with this one, right? So you've got a number of kind of key people in the show, right? Who we, you know, we touch base with, you know, sometimes for a long portion of the episode, sometimes just briefly, but they're around, right? So there's, you know, I don't know, five maybe prominent black characters, and... Only one of them, only one of them is dating a black woman. Well, he's married to her, right? It's Charles and Julie. They're the only, the only ones, right? Every other black person in the show is, is dating white women. And listen, it's not that I have a problem with this. It is just that it's perpetuating this thing. Now, look, we we also know that, you know, there's a, a, a whole heap of, you know, famous black people who are in mixed relationships, which, again, is fine, but there seems to be this weird thing of not showing, like... You know, you, you, there's just not many programs that really show loving black couples. You know, I don't know why. It's a weird thing. We just don't see much of it, right? So, listen, I don't, I'm not saying every person on the show needs to date a black woman. No, you can have it mixed. But it's not like, you know, any of them are dating... You know, it's not like, oh, so someone's dating an Indian chick, someone's dating, a, you know, an Asian chick. It's just, it's either, it's basically just all white. And you're just like, well, come on, man. Not everyone, you know, has a penchant for white women. You know, like, you could have added a bit more diversity and just not keep on trying to perpetuate this stereotype that is there you know that's just the thing i'm just like can we not just show some you know loving nice relationships with um other ethnic groups can we do this maybe just a little bit you know what i mean yeah i just find that weird
found it a little weird. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, that was something that I found with the show. It was weird. It, it bugged me. I ain't gonna lie. It did bug me. But um, yeah. But yeah, we we just have. It's just this whole thing, and we've got these storylines that I don't know. Just get resolved real quick or are a little bit petty right they're a little bit petty and they don't really make a lot of sense but they're there and they're there for a moment and then they're just gone again right you've got Ricky and his girlfriend um Bella and you know it's tumultuous let's say but it's just you you never kind of hear why Ricky likes Bella. You know, it's just, oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, I'm doing this and oh, I'm doing that. And it's just like, wait, huh? Like, you know what I mean? There's never a bit where he's just like, nah, man, I really like her because of this. And it's just, you know, oh, look, it's fun just to show him cheating on her all the time. You know what? I don't know if a lot of people would have seen it, but this really does r kind of remind me of New York Undercover, right? It was a 90s police show. And it, it was one of the one, you know, first, I guess, shows that had a, um, you know, two ethnic leads, right? It, it was a black guy and a Mexican guy both detectives it was it was kind of terrible <laughs> it was kind of terrible i believe they re they are remaking it you know modernizing it up and i think supposedly now the two main characters are like the kids of the old mate something like that right but yeah those storylines they were kind of all tied up in the space of you know 25 minutes <laughs> It was just those corny um, storylines, right? And there was nudity in it, but it was just weird nudity, right? And that's a bit like Ballers, because, you know, there's nudity, but it's just, a, it always feels a little bit forced, right? Like some girls will come and be like, oh. Ricky, would you like to dance? <laughs> We're getting naughty. And they take their tops off. You know, it's just shit like that. Like, you know, there's a party. Spencer goes in the morning. Spencer goes into the bathroom. There's a girl in his shower. And she's like, oh, would you like to come in with me? And it's just this bullshit. It's just like, this doesn't need to be here. You know what I mean? I have no issue with nudity. You know what I mean? That That's fine. Because, you know, there's these... I mean, it's always weird, right? When you, you have a program and you've got... Maybe, supposedly this couple were madly in love and blah, blah, blah. But they always go to bed in pyjamas. Right? And they they never, like, get intimate. And it's just like, wait, what, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is happening? You know, and whenever, and if, if they are naked in the bed, 
you know, they're always underneath the sheets. And when she goes to the bathroom, she puts a top on. And you're just like, well, that shit don't happen. Like, what are we doing here? So, you know, when you see something that doesn't do that bullshit, you're like, all right, that's good. Because this feels more real, you know? But this, this is not done in that way to kind of go, oh, yeah, no, this feels real this feels like a real situation it is done in that you know cheesy ass corny 90s way of um throwing a little titillation into something you know what I mean? like there's no need for it but it's there okay you know what i mean people go check it out look there's boobs yay it's just like ugh, what are we doing Come on, man. We can be better than that. You know me? But yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's one of those things. You know, yeah, it's just these weird things. Like their boss at the, um, you know, finance agency is always, he's always got shitty things to say to them. You know, so you're just like, why are you both there? Like, you know what I mean? Because they, they, there's, there's a bit where they toy with the idea of doing their own thing. And it's a bit like, well, why don't you? Just, you know, we're never given real reasons for anything that they do or they don't do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all a little bit weird. Right? So, yeah. We've got this, like the whole pill situation kind of rears up further down, like as we're going into the uh, latter half of the, the season, but it still doesn't really kind of do anything. You know, there's storylines that could have been great. They could have really... I don't know, shone the light on shit, but they just, ah, they don't, like, I don't know, it's an easy watch, right, that's the, that's the kind of main thing, I was feeling, oh man, I was feeling so ill, <laughs> after um, I'd finished up with all the sci-fi London stuff, and, oh, I hadn't slept really much at all, and yeah, so I was just, so ill on the Sunday and Monday that, you know, this, this worked, right, I didn't have to think about it, you know, it was just easy shit I could throw on, and so that's what this is, right, it's easy shit that you can throw on and not really think about, so, yeah, it was fine in that regard, you know what I mean, and, I don't know, there's five seasons, it's, it was a huge show, so, listen, people loved it, right, people obviously loved it, I don't buy, um, I really, really do not buy, like, John David Washington as an American football player, <laughs> he's just not big enough, right, <laughs> you know what I mean, he's just not big enough, but, um, you know, some of the acting is good, some of the acting is, eh, like, yeah, but it's just, it's that show that 
as I said, you don't have to think about, right? So it's kind of amusing, kind of entertaining. You know, it's one of those people. So yeah, it might be your thing. You might have already seen it. I'm probably way late to the game. But uh, yeah, that's Ballers Season 1, people. Uh, the, I will say the ending to the season is pretty shit. <laughs> It's not the best. <laughs> it really isn't. This is kind of like, ugh. If I had to wait a year for the next season, I would have just forgotten about this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those. But yeah, I don't know. It's out there, right? So yeah, easy watching people. Easy watching. <laughs> okay, so. It is back to um, the salvation sequence, right? So, uh, yeah, after delving into salvation, um, I decided to uh, get onto salvation lost. And, uh, yeah, this, you know, it's more of that Peter Hamilton goodness, right? So, again, the book is narrated by John Lee. And uh, the gist is this, all right? Fight together or die alone. In the 23rd century, humanity is enjoying a comparative utopia, yet life on Earth is about to change forever. Frenton Kane's investigative team has discovered the worst threat ever to face mankind. And we've almost no time to fight back. The supposedly big benign, benign Oliex plan to harvest humanity in order to carry us to their god at the end of the universe. And as their agents conclude schemes down on earth, vast warships converge above to gather this cargo. Some factions push for humanity to flee, to live in hiding amongst the stars, although only a chosen few would make it out on time. But others refuse to break before the storm, as disaster looms, aminosities must be set aside to focus on just one goal. Wiping this enemy from the face of creation, even if it means preparing for a future this generation will never see. Hmm. Yes. Now, you know, everything changed at the uh, end of the first book, right? Um, I do forget... <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It wasn't that long ago that I did it. But yeah, I kind of forgot. If the traitor emerged at the end of the first book, or if we find the traitor at the beginning of the second book. Hmm. Yeah. I think it was the end of the second. But it's interesting because this book, right, it, it starts with, um, I think, like, an illusion to something else, right? We get this, uh, like, narration, and you're kind of like, hmm, 
that doesn't sound like it's uh, Niana. It doesn't sound like it's future humanity. It doesn't sound like it's current humanity. Who is this? But it does sound a little familiar, right? So you have that, which is interesting. But then we kind of jump into some new stuff. There's, um, you know, this book, it's where, like, where in the first book, there is a lot of jumping around, you know? So we were in the current time, we jumped to the future, and then we jumped back, right? This book, it there's not as many jumps, and the jumps between the current time and the future, there's not as many of those. I don't, I didn't feel like there were anyway. Maybe there are, but I don't know. It didn't seem like it was as entrenched in all of that. But we have new characters and we have some, you know, we have some of the old characters back. Uh, one interesting one is... Uh, you know, we've got Gwendolyn, who we met in the first book, you know, but she's a uh, relation of um, Ainsley, you know, she's a Zangari, but a, you know, a cousin down the line type of thing. So remember in the first one, her boyfriend, um, I want to say Horatio, was kidnapped, right? And they managed to um, get him back. Uh, Yuri got him back and all of that. So in this, Gwendolyn is older, right? She's older. She's got a son. Um, Logan? Logo? Hmm. Locus? Lawrence? I don't know. I think it began with L. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, you know, and... Horatio is there, they're no longer together, right? That's not really a spoiler, so don't worry, people. But yeah, we kind of follow that. Um, that kind of plays a big part into it. And we've also got this thread that follows a gang, right? There's, a, there's this group and they're doing this stuff. So, but before we get to all of that, we have this mission that the gang were doing. So we have all of this, and then we get into some other stuff kind of with them. And, it, yeah, so we're dealing with all these different people. But we've also got, like, um, as I mentioned, Yuri, Callum, Kandara, Alik, and Jessica. We got that. And we got the future stuff. So, I mean, there's still threads. You know what I mean? It's not a Hamilton book without the threads, people. But just uh, not as many, right? I, I think the uh, the weaving calms down a little bit with this one. But it's still interesting, right? So don't worry. The, 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 the book is still interesting. I think one thing with this... I, there was a lot I really liked. Like, um, I think what we find sometimes with uh, stories kind of like this, that you have the villains, right? And 
they don't change. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just like they kind of stay the same. So it's like, oh, so the humans rally and they do all of this stuff and then they're able to win. But in this, the Oleux, no. <laughs> they're not that stagnant villain. You know, they they will learn. They will counter. And we see that. Which is, yeah, it is interesting. But you do kind of wonder, wait, why didn't you kind of factor that in? You know, because... Now, this is a part of the future storyline. Um, because, I think everyone's kind of... Because, you know, they've got the monks and everything like that who are meant to be doing all these computations and all of this. And you kind of feel, right, that if you um, are doing all these computations, surely you should have thought about this thing. Even if you didn't consider it one of the higher priorities, that it should still be a fault. Because there is that understanding that they're, they're not the only group. You know, humans have kind of spread out all over the shop. But, yeah, it, it is a weird one that you kind of think, wait, you didn't consider that? Like, even I considered that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was is weird, but good because yeah, you don't like it. Always does detract a little bit when the bad guys are just real dumb. You know that it's just like wait, why didn't they consider that? Surely, when you're oppressing someone and you're overthrowing, you would consider that, right? So, yeah, it, it's good that we find that, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're very nefarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. I definitely like that aspect of it. We do, though, seem to... I mean, there is a lot of dumb stuff, right? I kind of felt in this one. And not so much dumb writing, but the characters are just doing these things. And you're like, wait, what are you... Huh? You know, it, there's... So the gangs are um, doing this thing. But you kind of feel that they're not asking questions. You know, they're, they're asked to do these missions and stuff like that. And with everything that's going on you would kind of think to yourself wait why am i doing this you know and uh, and when i say why am i doing this i don't mean oh why am i a bad guy why am i why am i doing villainy things you know i don't know what i mean is it's questioning the mission itself be like hold on what is the nature of this mission that we're getting sent on? Like, how is it benefiting anyone? Like, um, and yes, it might do this thing, but really, on the face of it, what is that actually worth? Because it doesn't really seem that the benefits 
uh, that much. So we'd be doing all of this for, for what? Hmm? But no one does, right? No one is asking certain questions, even though they know what's going on. And it's a bit weird. I kind of felt that was a bit weird. Like, because not everyone has to ask questions, but just one person just to voice it. Even if there was a bit like, wait, guys, why are we doing it? And then just, hey, shut the fuck up, man. You're always paranoid. Just that. That would have been enough. Right? But no one does. And that's weird. Right? You think that's friggin' odd. <laughs> and then, right, a bit later on, the second one, you're, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, this is like they ask the uh, a certain question to this lady. And like, um, oh, we were wondering. But you're just like, wait. Do you think that she will say, oh, yeah, no, 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 we are. <laughs> no, like, they're not going to admit to anything. But these weird dumbasses want to just take everything as gospel, which is baffling. Now, I did like, there was one scene when um, things had gone awry, right? Things had gone awry. And one of the guys is like, ah, oh, oh, they, they did this. They did this. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them all. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're the bad guys. They were doing their job. They were meant to be doing what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can't blame them for all of this. This fucked up because of blah, blah, blah. Right? And you're like, yeah, that, you know, I, I'm glad that was pointed out. But that doesn't always get pointed out, right? That, that's something that baffles, you know, you watch a gangster film and the gangsters go and do a bank robbery, say, and one of them gets shot. And they're like, that dirty pig shot Frank. Hey, shot Frank. How dare they? Ah! And he's like, wait, 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 wait. You robbed the bank and you were shooting at them and you also killed two of them. So what did you think was gonna have that they just be like, oh, they just, you know, they killed two of my buddies. Oh, well, all right, let's let them go. No, but no one ever like points that shit out and says, wait, you, they're doing their job, son. Like, you can't be pissed. <laughs> it's, it's a weird one, right? So there, there was that. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was all good. I have to say, though, the, um, the woman, uh, not the gangster woman, but the woman whose house it was, and, again, whose name I can't remember. Ah, God damn, my memory is so trash. Um... She was a bit, right, a bit weird. So, I will say, sometimes, some it's, it's an odd one. There's sometimes Hamilton does tend to write certain characters 
and they have a like a generalistic view on things like she's just like oh you're my bad boy and oh i like it because you're so bad and blah, blah, blah. and it's just like okay right i get that um mindset you know what i mean you want a bit of rough you want someone who's like you know not as clean cut maybe as the usual people you meet but i don't know if those people will just constantly be going ah you're a bad boy i like bad boy you know what i mean it just like i don't know if people talk like that you know maybe they do but i don't know it just it, you know what i mean it was a little bit odd like not bad in in like oh it threw me out of the book and ah, i couldn't read it was that was no it, it was just a bit like wait why is she always talking like this this is like surely people don't talk like this all the time ah. and again um we kind of find that with horatio right so the whole thing with horatio and gwendolyn and He's all like, oh, we're for the, I'm for the people, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it did get a bit, he was a bit boring. Like, he was a bit irritating. But, you know, to be fair, right, I feel we've seen that. <laughs> we've seen all of that in the last few months, where... You know, regardless of the situation, certain people are just like, oh, no, I think this. Ba, 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 ba. You know, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that, you know, it, and as I said, look, it is a, a bit of a Hamilton trait where you do find a few characters that do this sort of thing. But, you know, on the face of things, on everything, it is, it's not the worst, right? So it's never the worst. Uh, I, I did like how things do progress in this book. Because it's a weird one, right? It's the middle book of the trilogy. So where you don't get huge advancements... But you do get significant advancements, right? So, yeah, that 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 was good. Because we saw, you know, we, we, right, we've always had dimension, like, in, especially in the first book, where, you know, case cells and everything like this. And I did kind of feel that's going to play into it. Because, you know, they're mentioned so much, right? And especially it's like, oh, yeah. So the Oleox freely handed out the K-cells. You're like, hmm, okay. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, they didn't really want anything for them. And I was like, okay, that's always ominous, right? So we saw what the fuck they do. And, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, God damn it. That's just grim. That's really grim. But I did like it. Right, because you're thinking, 
okay, so if they're looking to harvest humans, how are they going to do that shit? Right? So, you know, this made sense. Right? That whole situation, it makes sense. And you're just like, yeah. There's, why would they do it any other way? Right? This just, you know, it's an economy of space, as it were. So, uh, yeah, I like that. That that worked. I just, oh, but you just kind of, when you had that one guy, gosh, the leader of the, um, you know, the, the, the gang, and where his case cells were, <laughs> as soon as you heard where he's just like, oh, yes, and I got K-cells here so I could go all day. You're just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's just not going to be good. <laughs> You're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was just so grim. Oh, man. It's just like, it's a weird one because... You know, even if you're watching a, you know, fighting or something and someone gets hit in the nuts, you feel it, right? You, you wince. You wince along with it. So, like in this book, oh man, you just wince. You winced as soon as you heard that shit. It's just like, oh no, this is not gonna be good, man. Oh, I pity the fool. Ah, pity the fool. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. No, we, we did get some good developments. You know, some interesting movements about everyone. And then the ending. Right? So, the, the ending was... The ending has definitely set some stuff up. Right? We're just going to be like, okay. So, this last book. Ooh, everything's getting thrown at the wall. Because, you know, we're seeing a lot of movement. A lot. And we kind of get some answers. That's the thing. Right? Because with the, um... Yeah, the saviour. Yo, that kind of tells you one thing. Yo, because we, we get mentions of, like, the... Yeah. The um, Nanina uh, virus thing. So we kind of get mention of that in both timelines. So, you, because this is the thing. With the future stuff, you're kind of like, oh. So what does that mean for the current timeline? Hmm. Where is that going? And you're hearing, there's certain things that you hear that you're kind of like, okay. So, hmm, that obviously means that, yeah, these things must happen. These things must go down. So, you're kind of getting this indication of, so it's going to be interesting to see how that all does, you know, pan out. And if it does play to the kind of things that you wonder so, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Uh, you know, hopefully in this one as well, Kandara is just going to be a bit more, okay, Jessica, I trust you. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? She is playing a bit like Mulder and Scully right now. Do you believe in aliens? No. But, but Scully, they kidnapped you and impregnated you. How do you not believe? No, don't believe. Not believing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of Kandara right now. So, uh, yeah, I am uh, looking forward to um, book three. You know what I mean? See uh, what happens in uh, The Saints of Salvation. Ooh. And I feel I will get to that pretty soon. Pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, we will be talking about that one in the coming weeks, people. Until then, though, yeah, go check this out. Because, yeah, I mean, I would say, look, if you if you like the first book, obviously, the, you, you went to this, right? But if you haven't done either yet, if you liked Hamilton's other work, you'll enjoy this. If you like people like um, Alistair Reynolds, you will like this. I kind of feel if you like, um, oh, what's up? Dick Spans. Yes. Yeah. If you like that, you will dig this. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. You know, John Lee has always does a top-notch job with the narration. So, uh, yeah. Salvation Lost, book two of Peter Hamilton's Salvation Sequence. People, enjoy. Okay, people, so we are drawing to a close on another episode. But before we do... We're going to take a look and see what's happening in the world of film like we do every episode. So, Netflix have decided to pick up the 2018 book Sharing the Wisdom of Time. It was by Pope Francis, you know, the pedo leader. So, um, they're turning it into a, um, a docu-series. Uh, you know what I mean? um, And it's looking at tales um, From the lived experiences Of You know, elders Elders from around the world Different ethnicities Socio-economic Backgrounds And religions Right, so um, You know they're going to be told through the eyes of young filmmakers under the age of 30 from the same country as the elder sharing the story. All right, so um, it's going to pick, it's going to feature the Pope as well in exclusive interviews. You know, offering a unique point of view that will serve as the common thread throughout the four episodes of the series. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the book. You know, I'm always skeptical on these things, people, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, um, yeah, Apple. As they kind of do, they've renewed another of their series. So this time it's Servant, which was the M. Night Shyamalan um, show. 
So, um, yeah, this means it will be getting a, um, a third season. All right, so um, the fourth hasn't dropped yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's dropping in, um, the, you know, sorry, the second season is yet to drop. That would be dropping on the 15th of January. So, um, yeah, you know, they will be issuing new content. Um, Paramount Plus They're uh, developing a new series called R.I.P So um, it is uh, being written and executive produced by Katie Wesh uh, Along with Gina Rodriguez and Jenny Schneider Ehrman um, they're also be uh, producing the show. Now, it's about um, a widow in Florida whose children move her to assisted living because they think, you know, she's old, she's gonna fall and hurt herself. But they then realize that she's the dangerous one. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, it could be interesting. We'll see how they um, work that angle, right? Um, so yeah, it would seem that um, you know David Cronenberg was a huge hit in the third season of Star Trek Discovery. So um, yeah, they're bringing him back for the fourth season. No, um, no word on how many episodes or anything like that, but yeah, they're bringing them back, people. So, um, anyone that likes that, well, you've got more to look forward to. So, um, this is a real weird one, right? So, um, do you remember Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and that they dated for a while? Right, produced a sex tape that were that I think everyone said was stolen, all of that kind of weirdness. Well, yeah, Craig Gillespie is um he's creating that into a limited series. I know it's an odd one. Like I didn't know anyone really cared, but supposedly they must have, right? So um. Yeah, the the series is going to have uh, Sebastian Stan playing Tommy Lee and Lily James playing uh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I, I don't know if I see it, but um, yeah, there you go. Um, so Rob Siegel is writing the um, the eight episodes, right? And we're also gonna have um, Evan Goldberg, um, you know, executive direct producing the show. Uh, yeah, Seth Rogen will also be in it. Supposedly, Rogen will be playing. The person who supposedly stole the videotape. But yeah. I don't know. It is very weird. Like, I don't really see 
either Stan or James, <laughs> you know what I mean, as, um, you know what I mean, uh, Anderson or Lee, but hey-ho, you know, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, so, we had the film earlier in the year, but we're also now getting a TV series. And I'm talking about Fantasy Island people. Yeah. Fox have issued a straight to order um, for a series. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a modern semi anthology. And it's, uh, you know, giving what ifs, right? So, you know, those big and small questions that we have. It's going to be addressing those You know, the things that keep you awake at night, supposedly With each episode um, Telling stories about people who walk um, Yeah, walk in um, And, I don't know Play a part in this uh, fanciful Fantasy Island realm. It, it is definitely a, a peculiar thing, um, but it's being produced by Liz Craft and Sarah Fain. You know, um, they're also writing it. But um, yeah, no word on when it will hit. But yeah, more Fantasy Island. Um, and I think the film was straight up horror, right? I never got around to seeing it, so I think this is meant to be slightly different from that one. But um, who knows? Right? Uh, it definitely seems like a um, yeah, I don't know, an odd one to do, as especially because we just had the film. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, huh. Blurring the lines slightly, but yeah, I don't know. We will, uh, we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> we will definitely see what happens. Now, some other Fox news. Uh, you know, they had a number of um, Empire spin-off series that were supposedly coming. Um, but the the one that was about Cookie, the Taji P. Hansen character, that has been scrapped. I think it's all stemming from the Disney merger. Because you've got, you know, some things went across to Disney and some parts of, uh, you know, 20th Century Fox didn't. So, um, yeah, I think this is the part that didn't cross over. But I don't know. It's all very frigging confusing. You know, doesn't really make any sense. But, yeah, that's happening. Um, now, over to HBO. So, Alicia um, Vikander, she has just signed on to a, um, a remake of a, uh, a French series... Um, called 
Imravet. Right, so the original came out in 96, starring Maggie Chong. So, um, you know, this iteration, it follows an American movie star, right, called Mira, who is disillusioned by her career and a recent breakup. She moves to France to star as Imra Vep in a remake of the French fight silent film classic Les Vampires and soon struggles as the distinctions between herself and the character she plays begin to blur and merge. So it, it, it seems that they want to try and, I don't know, explore you know, current themes and the whatnot, but, uh, yeah, this is coming, people, this is coming, so, um, it would seem that, you know, that's not the only thing getting remade, I mean, this actually is more of a, I don't know, it's kind of a remake spin-off, but NBC are um, doing a sequel series to Night Court. Yeah, I don't know. It's meant to be picking up like decades later, right? So the, the you know the current day from the original, right? So um, it's following the unapologetic. The unapologetic optimist Judge Abby Stone, um, who is the daughter of the original series' Harry Stone, right? Um, and she follows in her father's footsteps and presides over the night shift of the Manhattan Arraignment Court. Abby tries to bring order to its crew of oddballs and cynics. Most notably, former night court prosecutor Fielding. Um, yeah, I don't even remember the original, so I don't know. I don't know. Some another old project that is being, you know, dusted off. I think we talked about it a few weeks back, but uh, Buck Rogers. Right, so, um, yeah, it's coming through a legendary entertainment, and they have just, uh, yeah, they've just attached comic book writer Brian K. Vaughan, you know, to uh, write the new um, series. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what um, happens with this. Yeah, I, I think they're putting a um, a modern twist onto it, right? And you know they're looking to also branch off into film and anime. So um, yeah, I don't know. Vaughn is a he, you know he's a good writer, so um, it could be interesting. Um, now Netflix pulled the the Chappelle show. After, you know, Dave put out a post about the whole situation And um, HBO Max are going to do the same They say by the end of the year They'll be taking, um, yeah, they'll be taking the series 
off. I mean, they could just pay him, right? I mean, that that would be a thing. Just pay him the money that you owe him. But um, no, they're uh, they're gonna be taking the uh, series off their streaming service. <laughs> um. Now, we know there's going to be um, some Game of Thrones prequels, right? So, um, it has just come out that um, Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy, and uh, Matt Smith have all signed on for uh, House of Dragon. You know, so, um, yeah. So... Olivia Cook will be playing Alicient Hightower, daughter of Otto Hightower, who is the Hand of the King. Ray says she was raised in the Red Keep. She's smart, but also has a keen political acronym. Um, Emma Darcy is Princess... Rihanna Targaryen, the king's firstborn child, and a dragon rider of pure Valerian blood, a woman born with everything, but she is not a man in a world where that matters. And Matt Smith will be Prince Damon Targaryen, younger brother of King Viserys and heir to the throne, a peerless warrior and a dragon rider who possesses the true blood of the dragon. So, um, it looks like, yeah, this is coming together. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it can, uh, you know, be as popular, right? I think that's the big thing HBO are definitely banking on. Now, we are going to get into all the crazy-ass news that came out of the Disney Investor Meeting last week. So, I didn't even know this had happened, right? But, um, yeah, the Hailstorm series hit Hulu. Yeah, hit Hulu and um, supposedly didn't do very well. Uh, and because of that, it's been cancelled. I kind of feel it wasn't really because of that. <laughs> but it's kind of tying up those loose ends, right? Because, um, yeah, Marvel television is no more. And all the TV stuff is being created by Marvel Studios, you know, so it can then tie in seamlessly with the film and also dictate in places what will happen in the film. So, um, yeah, this disappearing, you know, it allows for the new stuff to come with a new, uh, a new vision, as it were. But, um, yeah. Uh, that is, um, that's happening But, yes So, you know, that was a cancellation But a whole slew of new things have been announced Right, so, um, it would seem that Yeah, all the recent Disney and Pixar films They are all getting some sort of t- 
TV spin-off in a way, right? But we're getting new content as well. Uh, one of those shows is Doug Days, you know? Actually, no. Doug Days is a spin-off of Up. <laughs> um, which, um, okay, so Doug was the dog. Hmm. So, um, yeah, the dog discovers dangers of suburbia like puppies, fireworks, and squirrels, supposedly. There's going to be a Cars spin-off. Um, yeah, what else are we getting? Uh, Big Hero 6 is um, Baymax. Still haven't seen Big Zero, Big Hero Six. I did hear it was good, so you know I will check it out at some point. There's also gonna be um, Zootopia Plus, which is um, yeah a lot of shorts, you know, around the characters of the uh, of the film. Um, then uh, there will be. Uh, a musical series, right? So, um, Moana and Tiana, right? Uh, so Tiana is the princess from Princess and the Frog. Hmm. But you know, there's also gonna be a series called um, Win or Lose. Which is it's an animated series about a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game, and each episode is told from the perspective of a different character. So, um, yeah, uh, there's all of that, but uh, that's not all, people. There is more, right? So, um there's going to be a series called Marvel Studios Legends, right? And you don't have to wait too long for that. It will be dropping on the 8th of January. Um, and it's, you know, taking an in-depth look at individual um, characters from the MCU, right? So the first two episodes will feature... Um, Wanda Maximoff and the Vision, which you know makes a, makes a lot of sense because yeah, you know Wanda Vision will be um, dropping on the fifteenth of January. So um, yeah, you know, I think uh, that all fits together nicely. Um, now, um. Yeah, there, there is a, a slew of other stuff. So there's going to be a, a Mighty Ducks um, series, right? So, um, yeah, that's, that's coming. It's going to be called Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And it's continuing on from the film, right? Uh, Emilio Estevez is returning. As Gordon Bombay, you know Lauren Graham is um, also attached, right? They're they're doing the Turner and Hooch um, reboot, 
with uh, Josh Peck playing the Tom Hanks character. Uh, so um, Ronald Moore and John Shu are, uh, yeah, bringing a, a new twist on the Swiss family Robinsons, which, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, David E. Kelly has a, a series around um, women's high school base basketball. Uh, so it's called Big Shot. And it's going to star John Stamos, Yvette Nicole Brown, and uh, Jocelyn Gislig. Um, we're also getting um, a new Ice Age adventure called um well ice age <laughs> ice age adventures of buck wild right so um simon Pegg is a voicing um buck um then there's gonna be a night of the museum animated series right that's dropping Man, it's kind of crazy with all the stuff they're doing. They're doing the, uh, you know, the Beauty and the Beast series, which uh, I think it's a prequel, and it is starring um, LeFou and Gaston. I have not seen that film, so I don't know what it means. Now, this is a crazy one. So, it looks like... Keeping up with the Cassadians is ending, but now all, all of them have signed deals with Hulu to create, you know, new exclusive content. So, um, yeah, they didn't really leave TV at all. <laughs> they just re-upped and most likely made a ton more cash. <laughs> um, there's also going to be some nat National Geographic um, Documentary series Okay, so um, Yeah, an anthology series called Genesis uh, Chris Hensworth He's got a series called um, Limitless You know There's one called A Real Bug's Life you know, so um, yeah, there's something for everyone. Now, this, this is kind of interesting, right? So there's been a lot of talk about, you know, alien, right? Ridley Scott talked about his desire to do something in that universe again. Um, we also had Noah Hartley talking about his ideas, which seemed to disappear. But it would now seem that those ideas have come together in some way. Because um, there's going to be an alien TV series. Yeah. Uh, so it seems this is going to go to FX. And it's going to be said on Earth. Yeah. I know. So they're saying it's not too far in the future, which 
I mean, who, like, who knows what that means, right? But yeah, it's going to be set on Earth. They're saying, um, you know, tone-wise, it's going to be a blend of both timeless horror of the first Alien film and not-stop action of the second. So, um, yeah... I don't know. I'm very interested to see uh, to see what they do with that, right? Because it could very well be interesting. Now, hey, even more stuff. So, Hands May Tale that's been um, renewed for a fifth season, right? Along with Rami and the Great, which are. Um, you know, Rami's getting a third and the great will be getting a second. And ah, this is great news, right? So um it's always sunny in Philadelphia has been given four. That's right, people, four new seasons. So um yeah, the uh you know the 15th season is gonna be dropping next year. But yeah, it'll it'll be running through to season 18 at the, you know, at the, at the minimalist. So, um, yeah, I mean, the last season was hilarious. So, um, I cannot wait. Um, but yeah, people, there is still more. (laughs) I mean, how crazy is this shit, right? So... Yeah, there's now going to be a slew, a slew of Star Wars shit, right? So, um, you know, we knew that Ewan McGregor was going to be reprising his role for the Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series. But uh, Hayden Christians is also coming back. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Right, because at what stage is Anakin gonna be on his Vader, you know, shift? But uh, yeah, I guess we will, you know, we will find out. Right, so this, but they're saying it takes place a decade after, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Which would kind of mean that means he's fully Sith in this one, but I don't know. Um, now they're uh, they're doing some spin-offs from the Mandalorian, so um, you know Rosario Dawson was announced to be playing um, Ukushka Tano. I don't know. Is that how you say it? Uh, but yeah, she's getting her own series called uh, Akushka, you know. And they're also getting Rangers of the New Republic. Hmm. I have not even started a second season, so I have no clue if that means anything. But uh, yeah, there you go. And um. Both are gonna be, uh, you know, overseen by Dave Fellini and John Favreau, which you know makes sense. It allows, you know, things to be, um, you know, succinct, tied in, all of that. 
Now, so that um oh, what's his name? Han Solo. That that film was very bad, right? But we will be getting a Lando Carizian TV series with the succinct name Lando, right? So um Justin Simmon um you know who created Dear White People he is uh, he's developing that series right another new series is going to be The Acolyte so it said that this is a uh, a female led mystery filler that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. And um, this is from Leslie Headland. You know, she is the creator of Russian Doll, uh, the Netflix series. Alright, so um, then there's also Star Wars Visions, which is an original series of animated short films celebrating this universe through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. Um, that's going to be dropping next year. Then there is, um, yeah, then there's the films, right? A droid story. Which is an adventure film with a Lucas film animation and industrial light and magic teaming to create the epic journey, um, which introduces us to a new hero guided by R2D2 and C3PO. Hmm, sounds like an excuse for a new toy. And then, obviously, there is the Andor. Cassian Andor series, right, which is just being called Andor, oh, and then there's the animated Bad Batch series, so there is a lot coming, god damn, how frigging crazy is that, right, you know what I mean, there was essentially nothing, and then all of a sudden, a babush, it all comes. Oh, but that also is, um, you know, it is, uh, I mean, there's a lot more stuff, right? That's not just it, right? There is so much more coming, uh, you know, in the, in the Marvel Universe, right? They're, they're bringing together a, a slew of new shows, Right, that will be uh, delving more into that universe. Right, so um, yeah, that includes um, oh gosh, what is the um, well, we're getting Armor Wars, you know, the Moon Knight series, I think we all knew about. Um, Secret Invasion They're doing a series of that Ironheart Which Ironheart makes sense Right Because she um, Yeah Will 
kind of be filling in for Iron Man, who we all know, we all know what happened to poor old Tony at the end of uh, Endgame, right? So we're getting that, we're getting I Am Groot, which um, I think that's following the baby Groot, you know? So, uh, yeah, there is that, plus, uh, you know, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, it is all go, people. It is all go. So once more information comes, we will speak on that. But I think I think we might have outstayed our welcome, people. And it's time to bounce. So we will um, we'll touch base again next week. So until then, have fun, people. Have fun. <laughs>